Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Madness of Mishi. I appreciate you joining me again here today for another episode. And as usual, I definitely love having you back because talking to you is therapy for me. I have a few things I want to discuss today, so let's jump right in here, shall we? Unfortunately, we recently lost longtime Atlanta News anchor Jovita Moore. I really liked her. Um, she was the first anchor that I really paid attention to when I did move here to the Atlanta Metro. And I noticed that she was a beautiful lady with a beautiful spirit. Um, I'm going to read a little bit about the article so you guys can know exactly um, what's going on with her, what went on with her. If you're an Atlanta native or an Atlanta transplant, you know who she is. Because if you watch the news, it's kind of impossible not to know who she is. But longtime Atlanta news anchor Jovita Moore passes away. Earlier this year, Moore made it public that doctors have found two tumors on her brain. And that's the thing about it, you guys. She did announce that, and we recently thought she was getting better because of some things that she had posted on Twitter. But unfortunately, we lost this beautiful spirit and beautiful soul, and she was not. Um... She died seven months after being diagnosed with a rare brain cancer. She was 53. 53, you guys. That's, that's it. See, this is what made me think that she was getting better. Moore had surgery for a tumor on her brain in April. They were hopeful that she'd make a quick return to television. In July, it was announced that the doctors diagnosed Moore with glioboma. Okay, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Glioblastoma, glioblastoma, an aggressive form of brain cancer that was reportedly not initially detected. So unfortunately, um, they weren't able to detect the brain cancer that she had. And, you know, she lost her battle recently. She lost her battle um, on, on Friday, which was, it was sad. It was sad. A lot of us in the, the Atlanta Metro are sad, and I definitely send my condolences out to her family. Like I said, she had a beautiful spirit. Her personality was beautiful, and I liked her. I did. I liked her. I liked seeing the news with her on it, and I liked her reporting. I liked her style of reporting. I liked everything. She was just a very vibrant person. And like I said, for me to pay attention to somebody and... Um, they really capture my attention. They really have to have that type of spirit and, and personality that stands out. And her stood out to me. She was beautiful inside and out. And prayers out to her family. Um, condolences, of course. And yeah. Yeah, sad moment. And as you guys know, I have not recorded in a while, but in the interim, Colin Powell unfortunately lost his life. Um, Colin Powell died from complications of the same cancer that my mother had, multiple myeloma. And uh, the complications actually were from COVID-19. Um, Colin Powell was the first black US Secretary of State whose leadership in several Republican administrations helped shape American foreign policy in the last years of the 20th century and the early years of the 21st. Um, he was General Colin Powell. Uh, he was Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And unfortunately, COVID-19 claimed another victim. When you have um, multiple myeloma, which is, like I said, the cancer that my mother had, 
um, it's a cancer of plasma cells that suppresses the body's immune system response. Like you, it doesn't matter if you were vaccinated or not. Um, if you have multiple myeloma, you are susceptible to many different sicknesses. Like my mother's cause of death was pneumonia. She had double pneumonia. It was in both her lungs. But had she not had multiple myeloma and her immune system was up to par, that is something that she probably would have never developed and would not have unfortunately passed from. Multiple myeloma is aggressive, you guys. It. She was in remission for a while, thank goodness. Um, but it's aggressive. So I can definitely understand the situation with Colin Powell and how COVID would have made him susceptible. Well, the multiple myeloma would have made him susceptible. But Colin Powell was a good man, and he was an excellent general, and he gave this country excellent service, and he did the African-American community proud. So rest in peace to Colin Powell as well. Um, that was very sad to hear that about him, and and may he and his may his family have my condolences as well. In other news, Dorothy Steele, Black Panther actress, who began acting at eighty-eight, dead at ninety-five. I'm sure you guys remember Dorothy Steele as being the older black lady who was the, I believe she was the grandmother in uh, Black Panther who was all the rage because everybody was talking about how she was older and she started her career and she kicked off her career at a late stage in her life, which proves further that you can do anything at any time and don't be on in a rush and be on your own time. That definitely proves that. That's why I'm not like in competition with people when it comes to anything and whatever I feel like I decide to do I'm gonna do it regardless because I only have this one life and I'm gonna live it the way that I see fit that's why I'm still not opposed to having kids still and I am in my late 40s I am but I'm still not opposed to it I would get married and I would have another baby because I started having kids late my daughter late in life and I just feel like I can do anything I want with my life whenever I want. I move at my own pace. And we have to move at our own pace. And Dorothy still is definitely an example of moving at your own pace. She started acting at 88, you guys. 88. So she died in 95. So she had a good seven years in there of her life. Seven years is a long time. And it's definitely good to live your best life at the end of your life or whatever stage in your life as long as you are not hurting anybody and being respectable I always talk about that being respectable is the key to living your best life be unapologetic but still be respectful and Dorothy still was definitely proof of that if you have a dream don't think oh I'm too old and I can't do it because Dorothy definitely proved to us that we could do anything we want at whatever age we feel like it we can do whatever we want. So don't let people steal your joy and tell you, oh, you're too old to do this, that, and the third. Now, I don't want you to be 88 trying to be a rapper. Because, yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> Still trying to get your mixtape out there. That might be a little different. Certain things, maybe you, you could be past your prime in it. And that would definitely be one of them. But acting... Who says you can't start acting at 88? Dorothy did it. She did. And she was good. And we were excited to see her. We were proud of her. We were awed by her. She had a she was a good actress. And I I may she rest in peace. Kudos to Dorothy for living her best life at the end of her life. And yeah, shout out to you, Dorothy. You did your thing. May you rest in peace and condolences to your family and everyone that loved you. So 
recently Kodak Wack, I mean, Kodak Black made the news because he was a bit touchy-feely with his mama. Uh, people felt like he was being inappropriate because he was at a party and he may have been a little bit inebriated. He may have been on something, who knows, it didn't seem uh, to be malicious to me, but it was kind of out of line. So I'm thinking maybe he had a little bit to drink or smoke or whatever he had had. Um, and he was like feeling his mom up in a way and trying to dance close on her and kiss on her and stuff. And she was kind of uncomfortable. She was smiling and laughing, but she was still trying to push him off because she kind of made her uncomfortable. And um, it just looked really awkward and yeah it just like gave us it was giving Oedipus complex that's what it was giving it really was um I don't think it was appropriate in the way he was acting um I don't know if he's so used to sexualizing women that he sexualized his own mother and didn't realize it or doesn't realize it's inappropriate I'm not sure but I saw the video myself because I wanted to take a look at it because I was like people over exaggerate and we know they do and I said let me go look at this video for myself and draw my own conclusions before I come back and report on it and yeah it was it was a bit much it was a bit much he didn't look like well, I can't, I mean, you guys have to see it yourself. I mean, I, I didn't, you guys could Google it. I'm sure it'll come up. I'm positive it will come up. Um, Kodak Black dances on mother, whatever you want to put, I'm sure you'll find it very easily. Um, Kodak Black is always inappropriate though. And it could have been in the way he was raised because maybe she was too lenient I'm not sure I'm not saying she did a bad job but sometimes our, our children make their own decisions well all the time they make their own decisions when they become adults so him doing that probably had nothing to do with how she raised him I'm sure she didn't raise him to do that she could have raised him where she was too lenient with how she disciplined him in certain things I don't know However it is, whatever the case may be, it was not something she was comfortable with, obviously. It was visually obvious. And I don't blame her. It was inappropriate. You gotta you gotta see it for yourself. It was inappropriate. He should not have done it. And then he publicly did that, which is embarrassing to her. I'm sure she was embarrassed. And like yeah, Kodak, you could have did a little better by your mama with that one, sir, because I, I wasn't feeling that one. Um, you were all over your mama, and that just, just, that just wasn't a, a, a smooth move, bro. It was, it's not a good thing. Um, and you definitely could have, could have handled that differently. You could have. You embarrassed this lady. You already do enough things that I'm sure she's embarrassed by. I don't even like his style of rapping, but that's me personally. I think he's Kodak Whack, like I said, but whatever. So, hey. I think I need people to be a little more appropriate and less of a jerk when it comes to their mother. I'm sure she deals with enough of his shit. So, listen, listen, it is what it is, though. So, uh, hey, hey, that's their relationship. I can only speak on what I saw, and she has to deal with him the way she deals with him. That's her son, so I wish her the best, because he's a handful. He's, he's a real handful. Like, Atlanta can be really unbelievable <laughs> to me at times. I am actually floored by this, <laughs> this story. 
Recently, an el sick and elderly black man was discharged from the hospital and found on the sidewalk because Medicare stopped paying for care. Conyers Police Deputy Chief Scott Freeman told reporters that according to an hospital employee, the man was in the hospital's care for 35 days for unidentified treatment and was cleared as fit to leave by two doctors when the hospital was notified that Medicare would not continue paying for his care. He was dressed by security who then escorted him off the premises. Healthcare industry is amazing to me because I don't see how you could see fit in any hospital, I don't care where you're located, what, what city, what state, I don't see how you can see fit to release a person who is sick just because their insurance stopped paying. And I understand medical care is extremely expensive. It is something that it's a billion dollar industry. So of course they make a lot of money off of healthcare and the medication and the treatment and the care. However, to release somebody who is elderly and sick because their Medicare stopped paying is completely inhumane. It's inhumane, just like the title of this article said, this is inhumane, it's completely inhumane. There is no way that anybody in good conscience could feel that what they did was proper protocol. And unfortunately, it's true, and they're not the only hospital that does it. I worked for another big hospital in the 911 center, and we would get calls all the time about mental patients and older patients and other patients that were released and and I and we knew why they were released their insurance it wasn't rocket science some of them would say it some of them we just figured out what it was we just knew what it was they were poor people they didn't have anything but state insurance and that's what it was so the it the the in the, the to not have any humanity and just release somebody because, oh, their insurance stopped paying. So let's just go ahead and release them onto the street like dogs or something. Hell, they treat dogs better than this. That's crazy to me. Why would you ever? And I guess you think because he died, I guess it will be, what, another transient death and a John Doe or whatever. And he just... You know, go to like Potter's Field, even though I don't know what it's called here. I know Potter's Field is real, but, I, you know, I, he would just just be another number to you guys. That's what it came down to was a numbers game versus this person's actually health and well-being. Nobody cared. Amazing. Really, really amazing to me that someone could even fathom doing something like this. We have to do better as a society. We really do. Because to release somebody just like that who was still ill and an elderly person is just bananas to me. It should never have occurred. It, it should never have occurred. And even if your job policy states that, sometimes you have to go against the grain and, and fight the man because that would have been something that I would have been unable to do as an employee. I'm not going to just be able to put somebody on out onto the street because their insurance won't pay and leave them on a sidewalk. The police found him on the sidewalk, laying there, feeling ill. And you guys thought that was proper protocol. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he was not fit to leave, as they stated. His insurance ran out, so I guess he was fit to leave in your eyes, but he wasn't fit to leave. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. And I see why they call Conyers racist. Yeah. I see, because I wonder if he was another race aside from black, but they had done that. We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. the trial for the killers of Ahmaud Arbery is coming up 
and it is being seen as a test case for racial justice. Mm, that speaks volumes. We all know what happened with Ahmaud Arbery, 25-year-old black man who was shot and killed as he was jogging down a residential street on February 23rd, 2020, after being chased by pickup trucks. Three gentlemen. <laughs> That's a nice word for them. Three animals uh, in Brunswick, Georgia, chased this man down, calling themselves, here it is again with the neighborhood watch excuse. Um, they, he had been looking around in a, an abandoned home or I guess a home that's under construction, which a lot of people do. I did that as a kid. That's not anything that's different or abnormal. Yes, I understand some people will vandalize it. But they just assumed, I guess, that he had been in there doing something inappropriate and vandalizing it. But he was just being the regular, normal person, walking around looking. I would have done that too, so I'm not against it. My daughter and I might have wandered into there looking around, but I don't prefer wandering into places because I think that coyotes and animals and things will be in there. But men are more, they're less fearful than women with certain things, so... He was a runner. He probably figured he could outrun any animal or anything that came chasing after him. And, and likely he could. Um, I'm just, I don't, I don't know what the thought process was. I'm just assuming that he, it could have been that. And he went into the abandoned house and they saw him running out. And they assumed that he was in there doing something negative and, and he hadn't been. He was just nosing around. Which, if he had been white, I could guarantee you they would not have thought of him the same way. He was just a black man that they saw running. And they just figured, will it cost him, stop him, because he's doing something wrong automatically because he's running. He was actually a runner. So him running wasn't abnormal, actually. And he'd ran in the neighborhood on many occasions because he lived in a neighborhood. He was a former high school athlete, you guys. He lived two miles from there just across the highway this was his regular running path meaning that he did this all the time he, he ran this path because his sister said he could stay off of the highway his aunt excuse me said he could stay off the highway which is dangerous as we know so he chose to run a neighborhood which makes sense but these three white men saw him and figured he was doing something inappropriate, which he was not. And they were going to be the neighborhood watching the costume. Well, if you're coming at me with a truck and trying to stop me and I don't know you, I'm not stopping either. That's dangerous, and it proved to be so. The dispatcher even said, I need to know what he's doing wrong. And he wasn't doing anything wrong. So it's hard to explain why somebody's doing something wrong when they're not. She heard him say there's a black male running down the street. That was his answer. Then he yelled, stop. Damn it, stop. And they called to his son. This was Gregory McMichael. He called to Travis McMichael. And seconds later, you hear three shotgun blasts. Why do I have to stop for you? I don't even know you. You're not a cop. You're some random white men in pickup trucks. And everybody in their mother with a brain and who's lived knows and knows about history knows that white men have lynched black men plenty of times in pickup trucks. Are you serious? James Bird. Need I say more? So him not stopping would be a normal reaction if you ask me. It would be a normal reaction. And his, his, Tawanza Brooks said, even if you steal something, nobody has a decision to make as far as being the judge, jury, and executioner. And that's facts. Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Bryant, faced state charges because they were the judge, jury, and the executioner. They have separately been charged with federal hate crimes. That trial is scheduled for February 2022.
That's up and coming. We're in October already. October 31st. Today is Halloween. Arbery shooting has drawn intense national scrutiny, happening around the same time that racial justice protests were erupting in response to police killings. I mean, we're, we're all tired of it. They need to go to trial. They need to be brought to justice. They don't need to be acquitted. They don't need to be given lenient or light sentences. They need to go to jail. And they need to go to jail for the rest of their lives. And if you ask me, they need to be executed like they executed him. That's just my opinion. It's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a test case for racial justice. Because I definitely want to see how this plays out. And I'll be watching this very closely. Because I want to see, and I will definitely be reporting back on it. Because what happened to him should never have happened. I don't always report things that are happening in the news here and it may not be current but what I'm going to report on now is the vampire vampire serial killer okay let me start this over again because apparently I'm tongue-tied the vampire I don't know why I can't, uh, it's Halloween and I can't say this word right the vampire serial child killer who escaped from prison is beaten to death by vigilantes. This was in Kenya. This guy, he he even looks like a creep in his like his picture. He was certainly a creep. The a man described by Kenyan authorities as a bloodthirsty vampire who allegedly killed at least ten children, in some cases by sucking blood from their veins and leaving them to die, has been lynched by a furious mob. Go mob! The case of Mastin Milimo Wanjala 20 came to its grim conclusion on Friday, two days after the alleged child killer escaped from custody hours before a court appearance over the murders of 12 and 13 year old children. He was arrested in July over the disappearance of two kids, but officials said he then admitted to killing 10 over a sickening five year space. They were looking for him. They were trying to track Wanjala down and bring him to justice. But on Friday, he was spotted by villagers in Bungoma and beaten to death before our agents rearrested him. The law of the jungle as applied by irate villagers prevailed. Mm. The shocking allegations against Wanjala came to light following his arrest in the summer when authorities described his purported confession. Police wrote that the, he massacred his victims in the most callous manner, sometimes through sucking blood from their veins before executing them. This guy was 20, 20 years old. He kidnapped young girls from a, her villages and sucked on her blood before he left her for dead. Like, I mean, this is nuts. All of his victims were between 12 and 13. They say he squeezed the life, dear life out of innocent children, and he did. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, I don't have an issue with street justice. This was on October 15th, so this was like two weeks ago that this was reported. You guys, his picture is even like. He's trying to give this innocent, oh, I'm the victim look in this picture, but he's definitely not a victim. He, it was justice, and he's, he's, he got what he deserved. People are not going to let you go around in some places and keep committing crimes and just be walking free. And get this, you guys. After his escape from custody, Wanjala was reportedly identified at his childhood home in Bungoma, over 250 miles from the police station he escaped from, after he joined a soccer match with local kids. He comes from this area, and so the children saw him and knew it was him, 
and this is when information spread around and locals started pursuing him. In the end, he ran into his neighbor's house, but he was flushed out and lynched. Mm. That shit probably should happen to all of these sex offenders, honestly. I don't think they deserve to live, and that's crazy. He's a child murderer, he was a child molester, child rapist, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what he did to these kids. They said he sucked the blood from them. It doesn't matter. He was a killer, he was a murderer, and he murdered kids. And he got what he deserved. They flushed his ass out because he thought he was going to escape, be playing soccer with kids, acting like a neighborhood mentor. And they got his ass. That's what you get. I don't feel any sympathy for you. And you got justice. Street justice was served. And it was well deserved. It is what it is. You got what you needed. You got what you deserve. Oh, well. Karma is definitely a bitch. And she never misses. So I know you guys have been dying to hear an update on Alex Murdoch. You know, I talk about him every chance I get <laughs> when I do a broadcast. It's not funny because this man is insane and he's just insane. There's like no way around it. It's just, it's literally something wrong with this dude. Okay, let me give you guys a little bit of background on Alex Murdoch in case this is your first time listening. Let me go and pull it up. Because I don't expect that every episode has been listened to by you, especially if this is your first time um, hearing it or hearing about Alex Murdoch. So I don't want to just be like, oh, you know, um, Alex and you guys are like, who? Okay, Alex Murdoch is a was, excuse me, I'll say was, a prominent South Carolina lawyer. And he was facing criminal charges. He is facing criminal charges a month after turning himself in for allegedly ordering a hit on himself. So this is what Alex first got in the news for. He's 53. He's part of a well-connected legal family in South Carolina. Over the course of three generations, his great-grandfather, grandfather, and father all served as the top prosecutor for a five-county region in the state. Um, in June, Alex Murdoch's wife, Margaret, 52, and his son, Paul, 22, were found murdered near their home. This is what really sparked off suspicion about Alex, which he's a suspect in this case now. But Alex is quite the character, if you ask me. He is always doing something. As you know, he had a housekeeper who supposedly fell down some stairs in their South Carolina home in February 2018. She died several weeks later in the hospital without regaining consciousness. When she died, there was a will left for her son. He was supposed to, they were supposed to get about three million bucks. But what Alex decided to do was deposit the money into one of his own accounts. So Alex stole this woman's will money that was supposed to go to her son and stole it for himself. He was in drug rehabilitation recently because he claims that he had a drug problem. And as he was coming out of that drug rehabilitation, they locked Alex's ass up. He was accused of stealing $4.3 million of that late housekeeper's insurance settlement. The money that was supposed to go for her son. See, this is why Florida gets such a bad name. Because it'll be like Florida, man. And Alex A.S.A. from Florida, okay? He's from South Carolina. And he's always doing something in his home state of South Carolina. Let's give credit where credit's due, honey. It's not Florida. And he came to Florida because that's this is where people, that's where people seem to run when they have issues. It's Florida. And I'm like, why though? Y'all giving us a bad name? Like, go somewhere else. Stay where you are. But... He was arrested when he was leaving that drug rehab, which 
he's supposed to be had a problem with what what is it what is it that the rich people are using now um, it's barbiturates but it's uh opioids that's what they call it well that's what they are so he had an issue with opioids and um he's claiming that's what made him do all these different crazy things that he's been doing and and why he's uh, currently in uh, jail because he hired a hitman to kill him because he was trying to commit suicide. He was trying to do murder by suicide. Murder by death? Suicide by murder for hire. Whatever. And y'all, Alex, (laughs) who, and get this, he stole the money, right? He's a person of interest in the June murders of his wife and son. Who, by the way, the son was driving a boat drunk and a teenage girl was killed when he was driving the boat drunk. It took them days to find this girl's body. Days, if not a week or so. But that's the son that got killed. How you dare you bring the family shame? Let's just get rid of the problem, so... Try to get rid of the problem. And another reason he tried to get rid of the problem is because Maggie Murdoch saw a divorce lawyer six weeks before she and her son were murdered. Isn't that something? So Maggie, when she got killed on June 7th, along with her son, had already sought a divorce and was going to seek a divorce from Alex six weeks before her son her were murdered. Amazing. And Alex thinks that none of us are smart enough to connect him and tie him into these murders. He thinks we're that stupid, you guys. Alex thinks we're that stupid. Because he's the hotshot attorney. And his family has been attorney for decades, so we're just stupid as fuck. And we just feel like he's innocent and we wouldn't put two or two together with that one. Uh, okay, Alex. We know you did it. Nobody's confused. Your family was convinced or thought for a little bit. They were hopeful that you hadn't done any of this. But you did. You had. And they gave you too much credit. Your family thought you would have better sense than what you did. Hell, everybody thought that. When I first read this story, I was like, no way that Alex would be as stupid as he's been. But he's been just as stupid as he's been, you guys. I do not exaggerate when I tell you these stories about Alex Murdoch. Go look it up yourself. Alex Murdoch. M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H is the last name. Alex is spelled common common way. A-L-E-X. Murdoch, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. I implore you guys to look this story up for yourselves. I, I really do. Because you are going to be in disbelief at all the headlines that he's made and all the things that Alex has done. You guys are going to be in disbelief. That's why when I when I do my news headlines, I talk about Alex because I, I every time that I put his name in the search engine something else comes up that Alex has done something else has come up that Alex has done what a he's a character and it's and I don't mean it in a haha funny way or amusing way I just mean this and I cannot believe that this person is the way that he is I can't believe it now if y'all wanted some street justice that's who you should have went after. But you're over here going after Ahmad Arbery? Come on now, I could have gave you a whole list of people that need street justice. George Zimmerman being at the top of them. Child, y'all, I'm telling you. Alex, I'm going to keep y'all posted because you know I'm going to talk about him again. Because Alex, is just, he just loves to make my news headlines on his podcast. He'll be back in them again, I'm pretty sure. This story of Alex is not over, you guys. So stay tuned. I'm guaranteeing you to bring you more entertainment about Alex.
that now that all the news headlines are cleared out. Let's talk about me. You know, I always talk about me. I bring me up every time. I'm, this is my podcast. So this is my, what did I say all the time? Talking to you is what? I know you guys said it with me because you guys are all into this podcast. It's therapy for me. What's been going around a lot lately on social media is the red flags. But I'm seeing a lot of red flags from guilty parties. Like, I don't want to see you posting about red flags, about toxicity amongst somebody in relationships. And you are number one at being toxic. One person. Yeah. remember what you call it, see? The swamp monster in the cartoon, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm referring to. Swamp thing. You have the audacity. You cannot post about red flags when you are a walking red flag yourself. I'm sure there are plenty of the people that I have red flags in my mind about or who I know are, are waving red flags have made jokes and posted and reposted news about this but who don't do it because you don't need to and I'm not even I'm not even on that shit today where I'm going to bring them up because I, I can tell it's really young but I'm like I'm seeing people who I have seen y'all got red red flags waving from you all over the place posting about this you don't need to what you need to be posting about is getting your ass to therapy that's what you need to be posting about. Or not even posting about it. But be in therapy on your own. You cannot talk about red flags, honey. Because you are not the one. You are not the one. I'm looking at them like, sir, ma'am. It's 8 million red flags waving behind you every time you open your mouth. You want to talk? Y'all, some of the things that we post about, we need to be mindful that they're not about ourselves. When we're speaking about them in a negative way or trying to be for somebody. Because baby, baby, some of the people, like I said, I saw posting about these red flags. Need not. You are no, no.
I was hoping that in the break that I've taken from you guys, that doo-wop would possibly not be how he's been and how I pegged him to be, but he's back to his disappearing act. Weekends come and sometimes I hear from him and sometimes I don't. But all during the week when he needs help with school, anything of that sort, he's available and readily available. Talking, FaceTime, anything. Um, nothing's changed. And I'm disheartened by it. I'm disappointed by it. But you guys know I saw it coming and I didn't peg him as somebody that was going to just have this breakthrough and just turn around and just like have a change of heart for me. Duwap doesn't see me as a friend I don't feel really honestly, truthfully in reality. Um, I'm just somebody who is convenient for Duwap, somebody that helps him when he needs it, that's there for him when he needs somebody to talk to and just I'm convenient for Duwap. I am not Ideally, who Duwap wants to date or be with or pursue. Uh, Duwap is perfectly content with not seeing me for weeks on end. And I don't see him. I haven't seen Duwap since. I haven't seen Duwap in probably a month. And I only saw him briefly because he came here to help me jump the battery in my car, which I appreciate. I'm not going to sit up here and say I did. But. That's the last I've seen I'm off on weekends. I happen to be working overtime today, but I'm generally off on weekends, and I'm free, and I'm home. I, not only, I signed up for overtime because, you know, I like my paper, but, I mean, it's not like I had anything to do anyway. It's not like anybody, it's, you know, I'm single, nobody spends time with me, and he doesn't, so. But, I'm at the point where, I know I've talked about this before where I'm becoming indifferent or I'm becoming I guess um, what's the word weary of this and how he is acting because I have been through this before I've experienced this before and I'm over it I'm single I'm definitely looking for a relationship to date and I'm tired of being alone. I have developed feelings for somebody who just doesn't feel the same. And that's fine. So now I gotta do my part and I have to act accordingly because they're never gonna see me in any other light than the light they see me in now, which is somebody that's convenient. There's no physical activity between us, so no, we're not fucking, in other words. We're not. So. I'm not even getting even dick in the mix. Like, come on. I'm not even getting dick. I get no time, no affection, no dick. And I guess if I'm in the friend zone, that would make sense. But I don't even get friends. Let me give you an example. Friday, I was like, oh, I'm hungry and I want something to eat. And I was hungry. said something like oh come Uber eat, eats me some food he was like oh okay what you want I'm like ooh this heavens opened up I saw rainbows crowd I saw puppies running I saw kittens cause I was like oh he is actually asking me what I want like he is going to actually get me something oh my god Who was I fooling? He wasn't going to do that, you guys. That was a false narrative. And I was joking around with him, going back and forth with him, with him a little bit. And I was like, are you going to bring it? Mind you, I still have him in school. Um, and then he sends me a picture of him. And he's chilling in the house. 
Excuse that, I'm chilling. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. And then he was like, and then I was like, and then he was like shaking my head. Stop harassing me. Wow. If your reaction was wow, so was mine. I'm like, harassing you? You volunteered when I made the comment, and now I'm harassing you? Because he had stopped answering. I was like, hello, you know, just making a little joke like, what's up? You, I'm over here starving. You know, basically make, make it, making a little joke. And he told me to stop harassing him. In those words. And I said, oh, wow. Now I'm harassing you? And I took note. And I let it go and I made a joke and he ignored me. Um, he read my message and that was like very early in the morning. I didn't hear anything from him yesterday. Today is Sunday. I've heard nothing from him now. And I'm not going to hit him up either. I spend my weekend alone. My family came to visit me last week and I was so grateful to break up the monotony of me being alone and lonely all the time. I mean, I have friends that try to hang out with me, but I don't think people realize when I have a certain state of mind, I have to be alone or around the person that put me in that state of mind so they can ease my state of mind and reassure me. And I can talk about it, but I don't get that opportunity. So that never happens. So that's how I end up staying in that state of mind. If if what I'm saying makes sense. No, I don't let them dictate my every move and my every mood. I don't. But I was very happy to see my family because I got to see my new niece. I got to see my nephew, my sister, and my daughter. And even with that situation, I was thinking that because my daughter is so enamored with her new cousin that she just didn't want to spend time with me, but it wasn't the case, and I was overreacting, and believe it or not, doo-wop was comforting to me, but it's like, he picks and chooses, he told me I was overreacting, and I was, but it's like he picks and chooses when he wants to actually be a friend to me, and be nice to me, and I'm consistent. So that's how I know things are never going to change with P&I and they're not going to be at a point where we're on the same page, if ever, much less anytime soon. Or anytime soon, much less than ever, that's what I should say. So there was an update on Duwap. He's consistently inconsistent. He's consistent with how he treats me, and it's not the best. He's not outright mean, but he can be. Friday, he was mean, and I don't know why. I was making a joke. You acted like you were actually going to bring me some food, and I was happy. I was like, this dude actually gives a damn about me. Wrong. He cares about me when it's convenient for him. And that's how I feel. Which leads me to yet another segment. feeling a little bit insecure I mean besides do up don't even get me started it's disappointing to see people that I've matched on a dating site that I've actually met and were ghosted by not in dating with and dealing with like I was with the people in the past not that way but like we went out on a date or something to see them on that dating website again or on another one it really makes me wonder what's wrong with me. Because I would think that I'm a good date and I'm a 
good companion, potential companion. And it's like, time after time, it's like, it's like y'all are finding something wrong with me. And I don't know what it is. And it's bothersome because I don't know what I did wrong. I, I don't know what it is. You're back on the dating website. We had one date or we never got around to having to date sometimes. And you didn't give me a shot and you got ghost on me. And it's like, what happened? And I could see if I was letting these dudes one hit wonder me. I'm not. It's like this one dude. I'm not going to say his name, of course. Attractive dude has his business. He was, you know, up and coming, going through his struggles. He was, you know, I was not asking for anything or, you know, I was coming up myself and, and, and getting different certificates and positions and things like that that, you know, would better me, me as well. I was definitely somebody, and I definitely am still somebody that you could deal with. And I just feel like. He didn't really give me a chance. It took forever for him to meet me. It was like he was kind of halfway in, halfway out. So we finally met up someplace. Because this Negro acted like I wanted him to take me to like... I, I don't know what he thought. I, I, listen, we went Dutch. So like... I don't know what he thought. But I, we met up at Pan, Pan, Panera Bread. And that's fine. Quick little meeting, talk, and whatever. And he um, was cool, but it's, I guess I wasn't cool to him. But I keep seeing him on dating websites. I try a couple of times after that to match so I could see, like, what's up? Like, if we matched, and what's up? I wanted to have that conversation, but he didn't match me back. So I was like, okay, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't mad I'm not angry or bitter with him but it's like this has happened with more than one person and I'm trying to figure out what what, what am I doing wrong I'm independent I know I'm attractive I like to have fun I don't try to be a Klingon I am affectionate I but I don't get a chance to show that because I mean started um I try to like be a decent person and it's like I just be losing and it's like you're still on the dating website and I'm still on the dating website we could have been married with five kids by now but you're still on the dating website I'm still on the dating website can't figure out what was wrong with me that you didn't want me but I guess I will go crazy trying to figure out what it is about me that they don't want. And I just have to continue to be confident in myself and know that I'm a damn good woman. And I have a lot to offer. I have a good heart, good mind, good spirit. And it's damn sure they're lost for sure. But I have to keep my head up and stop being insecure and stop letting that get to me. Because some people don't realize greatness when it's in front of them. And I know that sounds cocky, but you kind of have to be. Because if not, you'll be doubting yourself all day long and wondering, what the fuck? Why the fuck? If not me, then who the fuck? So keep your head up and know that it's definitely not you. It's them. feel like it's necessary to randomly block me that I was contemplating as a potential or contemplating me as a potential but I think it's fucking ignorant and yeah I got attitude about it and no I don't have this attitude when I get blocked that's what kills me if I had this attitude when I get blocked justified by all means block me but damn 
y'all blocking me for no reason. And I definitely feel a way about it. Because I'm like, yeah, my attitude is shitty now because you blocked me for no reason. I didn't have a shitty attitude when you blocked me, but now it's shitty. There was a dude, he's moved here recently. Good position in life. Not gonna say what it is because that gives away too much detail. Attractive. Okay. He got in my box. I was paying him no attention. I didn't know who he was. I didn't see him. I don't know how he even found me. And we had some dialogue because we exchanged phone numbers. And, you know, I noticed that. We had a good conversation. We had a really good conversation one day. He was, he's from South Florida like I am. He was asking me about different things to do, different places, what's good here, what's not. And I started telling him about the different things that I knew. Apparently not realizing I was just being useful for information until they found out for themselves or whatever. I was like, cool. I don't, I don't remember us talking about meeting up because I deleted the text messages after I saw that I was blocked for no reason. Um, and we still follow each other on Instagram and, and I was cool with that. I think I went to check on him one day and I noticed that his profile was gone. I was like, nah, his profile's not gone because why would you randomly delete your profile? I had seen you going out. You were posting pictures of you going out with your friends, having a good time. You seem to be getting acclimated to Atlanta. And you seem like you were finding your way. You were finding things to do. And you were discovering the town. I was like, oh, cool. He's having a good time. I didn't hate on him. I didn't have anything negative to say. I just would look at his story. And, and that's it. I didn't have anything like negative to say. Or smart or anything. I remember I hit him up one day and I was like, hey, what's up? How you doing? No response. So I said, oh, I deleted his number. And I deleted the messages and I was like, if he wants to get in touch with me, he knows how to reach me. I would see him on Instagram. I would like a picture if he posted one of him working out or whatever or out with his friends or whatever. And I would watch the story and I, no, I didn't say anything. I didn't hate on him or have anything negative to say or, or anything. I didn't have any beef with him. So one day I wanted to go check on him and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Just basic conversation. I wasn't trying to get with him. I was just trying to see... You know, say, oh, I see that you've been enjoying Atlanta and you you found your way and I'm glad. I was going to be nice and, like, have a nice conversation. And I'm, like, does it, I look like a block. So, you guys know I have my page for my uh, writings and my musings. I have my fashion page that I've started but I haven't really been up on because of the pandemic hitting and not being able to go anywhere and do much but I have those pages so something told me to go and check on those pages and see if it was just me that was blocked on my page and it was I don't know what I am doing that is making people want to block me when I just I I haven't done anything. I could see if I was in your in your inbox messing with you or <clears throat> texting you or acting crazy. I don't do any of that. I hit him up once. I said, hey, what's up? How you doing? He didn't respond. I, I said, he's not interested. I see he's going out with his friends. He found his way around Atlanta and he's he's not interested in hanging out with me or getting to know me. So, okay. Because even with his prestigious position, he had time to go out and do all those other things. He had time to spend with me if he wanted to or go out with me if he so chose. He did not choose, which is fine. And I wasn't upset about it. Um, But I am upset about being blocked for no fucking reason. I didn't do anything to you. If I had done a, something offensive to you, I could get it, but I don't get being blocked for no reason. That I found offensive. It wasn't necessary. I didn't do anything to you. It just, it's it's upsetting to me. And it's not that, oh, my whole, now my whole world is not stopping or I'm not, hell, I only 
remembered it just now because I put it on my list of things to discuss in my hodgepodge section, which we're in now. But I was like, you jumped in my inbox. And why are you being weird to me? Like, it, it's petty. The random blocking is petty. I wasn't even on you like that, bruh. So for you to do that, like, for real. But welcome to Atlanta. And I just want you to know it's not going to go like you think it's going to go. Fuck it all tonight. And don't tell me to shut up. When you know you talk too much. But you don't got shit to say. I want you out of my head. I want you out of my bedroom tonight. I can save Cause I need to be safe I'm no good at goodbyes We're both acting insane Well, that's my show for today, family Again, I'm extending my appreciation to you For being here with me Make sure you subscribe to this podcast And follow or like me on other platforms That I've listed in the description box below And share Share and share, because even if you can't benefit from this podcast today, perhaps someone else can. And I'm out of here. Until then, you guys take care of yourselves. Peace.